So anyway, this week, found out some interesting stuff. If you want to get smarter, you've got to eat more RAM. So, I've been uh, having... Well, we've both been... Uh, you, unwittingly, have been eating RAM all week. How are you feeling? Eating RAM. You've been eating RAM. I've been taking it, putting it in a food processor, and they're just sprinkling on your food. Eating random access memory. Yep. DDR2, DDR3, DDR4, DDRs. What's for? DDR. So, how are you feeling? Because I know that you said earlier that you found that you had a lot more lacerations around your anal cavity. So I assume you've noticed something going on. No, I thought that's the jalapenos. No, you yeah. tell you told me you thought it was the tiny Freddy Krueger that you captured under your bed to keep him in this world so they can't hurt people anymore. As long as we don't kill him and he stays in that cage, we're fine. And you thought you'd somehow gotten out, reached up about seven or eight inches to your sphincter whilst you were sleeping and just clawed at it because you couldn't really do anything else. Except aim for other butt meat, but you wasn't really into it. Just wanted to aim for the central part. So how are you feeling then? More intelligent? Less intelligent? They're definitely less intelligent. Definitely after less. <laughs> after that this, random yeah. nonsense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you done? No, not really. Okay. I think that there's somewhere in the back of my mind I'm now writing fan slash slash fiction. There's no point writing fan fiction. Harry Potter and the Communist Agenda already happened. I was it's actually thinking about Freddy Krueger and his fisting glove adaptation. Uh and, and also, you know, adapter. Mm-hmm. It's an adaptation about an adapter. It's an adapter. So the blades replaced with dildos. No, no, no. They stay up when he clenches his fist. Because oh. you know they're attached to the fingertips. Maybe he's just make it a Wolverine fiend. Well, that's what. That's see yeah. already. You're thinking on my level. So why aren't we writing this Don't together? Drag me down. No, you just you're... said why aren't you just making more like Wolverine? That was exactly what I was thinking. So. Clearly, someone's slash fix. Well, it's slash slash fiction, see? Because it's serial killer, and it's about fucking. Lovely. But it's also about communism. Oh, okay. If it's about communism, then... <laughs> and and what, what we'll do is we'll make a novel that's so brilliant. Hmm. Freddy Krueger is inter- interchangeable with someone like Stalin, and we could win all kinds of all kinds of awards and sell it for a movie script. And then we'll change the word back again, and we'll be like, ah, where's Craven's zombified body? Do you want to buy this Freddy Krueger script? <laughs> Sounds fantastic. I wrote Frighteners. No, no, he wasn't. He didn't write Frighteners. No. He did direct Last Nightmare, though, didn't he? Final Nightmare. Frightmare. What? He wrote do, did New Nightmare. New Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. The seventh. The seventh Freddy Krueger. Yeah. What's your favourite Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't know. I've never watched them all. You've never watched them all? No, because they get what, How far did you get? Watch like the first one. Watch New Nightmare. So Freddy versus Jason. So basically, you watched the okay one, which is the first one. First you missed out on the, the second one, one with all the homosexual undertones, which is amazing. And then you missed the third one, Dream Warriors, with Lawrence motherfucking Fishburne in it. Then you missed the fourth one, which is the Dream Child, in which there is a child born that can fight Freddy Krueger. You better fucking believe that's incredible. Right. A guy becomes a motorbike. Oh. Whilst he's See, asleep that's... on his motorbike, he starts fusing to it in his dream, and he can't stop riding the bike, and he crashes into a truck that explodes. This gets silly. No, it's not silly, though. It's fucking incredible. A woman becomes a cockroach. Another woman doesn't like eating, so she becomes an eating monster. Oh. Eating herself. An oh. Uberus. Oh, that's... An Uberus. Fair enough. Like in Resident Evil 5. Yeah. In which Wesker dies. Do you know that Wesker dies? And then you fight a boulder, 
You fight a fucking boulder. You're mm. not even a geologist. You're just boulder fighting. Boulder line offensive. So how much time are you wasting now? <laughs> I've been rambling for like five minutes. Incredible. Mm. Yeah. This is this is basically my version of filibustering. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't get yeah. to review time first. <laughs> All right, you go. I'm going to review Journey. Oh, yeah. Which everyone else played about three years ago now. Three, four years ago. It's on PS4, and it's free this month on PlayStation Plus. How much? It's, what? How much? It's on PlayStation Plus. It's free on PlayStation Plus. How many pennies is that? That's nothing. That's zero pennies? Yes. For Journey, the classic yeah. video game? Yes. The Fantastic Journey? Yeah. No, just Journey. Fantastic Journey is the one about the dogs. That's the incredible journey, actually. But no, yeah, it was the incredible journey. It was the one about the dogs. But what anyway, was the, what was the remake called, though? Homeward Bound. <sighs> Homeward Bound's the one I watched when I was a kid. Do you like Homeward Bound? No one gives a shit about Homeward Michael Bound. Michael J. Fox is in it before the disease. <laughs> anyway, journey. You're a dude in a road, <laughs> maybe, and you go walk him. Maybe a dude. It's got to be a dude. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was just like, it's a dude. No. Um, and you like, you know, you travel, go through a desert, you go in some caves, drink water, go in some ancient things, drink water, drink water. No. No, no water drinking. Intense from night to day. No. Day to night. No. Just kind of nightman or a day. Travel. Man? Just a day man. You just travel, and sometimes as you're going along, you bump into another person. You don't know who they are. It won't tell you until you finish the game. Do you level who up? Another person was no. Do you craft? No. And this is a game you played? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't... Was it on Nintendo? No. And there's no crafting? No. Which is good. Are there zombies? Nope. What? This isn't real. There's only one enemy in the game and he can't even kill you. He can just take away your scarf. Can you craft a new scarf? You can collect little fragments that make your scarf bigger if you find the right places. I... This is 2016, and everything's a survival game. What? This is a survival game. You're on a journey. But you can't craft. Do you need to drink water? No. Do you need to eat food? No. Do you need to start fires? No. Do you need to sleep? No. This isn't a game, man. This is scaring me. What this is this? This is one of the better games that's been made in recent years. This doesn't sound like one of the better. Gra- it's Minecraft? Is it like Minecraft? No. Why is this game you're talking about? This doesn't sound like a game. Sounds like a game to me. Sounds like a bullshit free game. Ah. Yeah. Stop playing bullshit games. No, no, they're the best games of, yeah. of the last ten years. I saw a listicle. Yeah, on BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Yeah. Why these are the best games ever? You get to drink stuff. How many was in the listicle? You get to eat stuff. Fifty. It's always an odd number. You got to have like seven 17. days to die was number twelve. Because the zombies, you get to eat stuff, you get to drink stuff, and you get to sleep. That was one of the... That's four stars. Seven Days to Die gives you the chance to enjoy survival mechanics in a PS2-looking piece of shite. Anyway... And that's why it's Game of the Year 2016. Journey is really good, yeah. despite the fact it's not that a video Separate game. Ways, Worlds Apart doesn't play once in the Here entire thing. Are. Or Don't Worlds Stop Believing. But it's a beautiful game, and it's really nice how it, like, it, like you, you go to a play dock, and, you just have and fun. there's a keyboard up against the wall for no reason, and you're dun 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 for no dun, reason. Dun, dun, Where else you going to put a keyboard? On a stand? No. At a, at a normal height that you doesn't... You can't play properly like have that. Have you noticed? Actually, I've just realised, he's a, he looks a bit... As he's playing, it looks a bit like one of the backing dancers for Thriller. You know when they do the zombie turn, and they've got their arms raised up in the air? He's playing like that. That's how you play a keyboard. 
What's up? I love that song. Anyway, Journey. Really good. That used to be our pre-podcast song. Yeah. But, um... That and Seal, Kiss from a Rose. It's, um, the PS4 version of Journey. It, it's just basically a 1080p version of the original game. So, you know, looks a bit sharper, I guess. And, uh, it's really pretty. It's lovely. I like it. I like it. Like, you know, it's cool. It's nice. I like those things. Oh, there's not much you can say about it, because it's just, you just walk. You just keep going. And you can glide around a bit. And collect up some glowy things, and then glide a bit more and jump on big ribbon jellyfish, and get a ride on a big old ribbon sky snake thing. We well, get to craft a house, no, and a bed, no, no. You get to smelt. None of that stuff. Oh, yeah, it's a real game, but it doesn't sound like one. No, see, all these crafting games—they're just spreadsheet no. management systems. Again, you're saying all these. Every game is that now. No, no, all the good ones aren't. What name a game that isn't like that? Shovel Knight. You have to eat. There's food. You don't have to eat. You do. It gives you health. Yeah, but if you're not shit you at the game, sleep. you won't need the health. You have to sleep. No, you don't. Yeah, you sleep, and then well, you have a stage. dream about Shield Knight. You can wake yourself up from that. I know, but you can have a dream, so you sleep. The sleep mechanics. That's not the same thing. There's open world. Okay. Fucking Abzu. What? Abzu. Okami? No. Abzu has no crafting or anything. What is Abzu? You're diving, you're swimming around underwater. Yeah, but you have to collect stuff and no. craft stuff. No, you just keep. You have to swimming. be like, you have to be like, all right, shark. No, you I just kill the swim. shark. And Don't I make, kill any sharks. Then I make. Then I make you sh- swim with the sharks. I, I, oh, really? Yeah, you just swim. That sounds lovely. Not a game though. No. That sounds more like a it's documentary. A game. Very game. It's a game. Okay. Anyway, I don't believe Journey's you. better than any shit you've been playing. What have you reviewed? What's your first review this week? <laughs> I love the way you. Before we start the podcast, just a little bit of an insight to what we were talking about. Before we start the podcast, Anne said, don't worry about what you need to review. Just look at the Wikipedia and talk about what it says. Before even... He hasn't played the game I'm about to review, but he's decided that that's his opinion. It's the shit I review. Okay. Okay, mister. I'm so fucking clever. Um, I review... I'll review my first thing. My first thing this week is Dead Rising, the remastered... HD, 1080p, 60 frames per second, Xbox One release of the original Capcom game, 1080p and 60 frames per second yeah. on Xbox One. I know, sure. right? I know. It's madness. That's usually a feature reserved for PlayStation 4. <laughs> you say that, 4K Blu-ray, anyone? Um, anyway, so... <laughs> you haven't got 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> the Xbox One S does. Xbox One S does. Pro 4K does? Yeah, doesn't. It streams 4K on the Xbox One S. It doesn't have 4K Blu-ray. No, it does 4K Blu-ray. Ultra HD Blu-ray. It runs mm-hmm. it. I don't think so. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, my first review this week is Dead Rising Remastered, 1080p HD, blah, 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 on the Xbox One. Um, I played the original Dead Rising to death, excuse the pun, on the original Xbox 360. Um, I loved it. It was a fantastic game. One of the things I didn't realise is I originally started out on a standard definition telly. And ah, I often you complained, fucking complained about the little tiny, the, the tiny texts. Because yeah. on the uh, on on the game originally it was made 1080p, 60 frames or 720 or whatever it was on the original Xbox, and uh, and and it had the little tiny tiny writing, so you couldn't see what it said. You just saw B come up, and you saw I had to press it and see what happened. Um, and then I went over to HD TV, and all of a sudden I could read what the fuck was going on. And then now, obviously in the 4K TV with the 1080p HD remake on the TV, it looks great. I can see all the writing; everything's really, oh, really smooth. Ten out of ten, you can read it. No, no, it's not ten out of ten because I can read it. It's not even ten out of ten because it's not the game as I remember it being. So the problems with Dead Rising that originally happened, the stuff that was originally there, it was all because the system was in its infancy. It was two thousand six when it was released. Two thousand seven. 
Dead so, Rising came out in 2009, didn't it? 2006. Not that early. Yeah. The Xbox well, Xbox 360 came out in 2005. Dude, Dead Rising can't be 10 years old now. Yeah, it's a 10-year anniversary. Really? Yeah. Fuck off with that. So anyway, um, the the idea at first was just scope. I think that's all they had in mind was scope. So they were like, okay, well, they had in mind how many zombies can we get on screen at once? The dead. How many things? Yeah, in a mall. Yeah, like, they got sued. True. How many? How many zombies can we get on screen? How many of these can we do? How much of this can we do? And it was all about pushing the hardware to, kind of to its limits, like trying to test it a little bit, and uh, and it did that. And it had like this goofy campy plot and it's really silly and the stuff you do with zombies is silly and then occasionally it's not it's a bit more serious in tone and it goes back to being silly again it never stops being silly no there's a lot of commentary on uh, on farming and stuff like that it's the usual Japanese thing they have their opinions of something and they make those opinions into a big terrorist plot yeah, and the, into a video the game. terrorist plot is Soylent Green no it's not yeah it is because they're like we want to make more food so we're going to genetically engineer cows cow food <laughs> yeah so they genetically engineer cows wasps stung those cows and the wasps turned against the bees, and the bees became infected with this disease, and the bees managed to somehow turn people into zombies. It makes perfect sense, scientific, scientific speak wise. Do you want me to get uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, on get the Neil phone, deGrasse yeah. Tyson in here. Get him in here with his sultry, lovely voice, and get him to tell me how I'm wrong, and I will look into his right, eyes. I can't get Neil deGrasse Tyson. Deeply. I've got Professor Brian Cox. No, you don't. <laughs> you have neither of those. Because I would Wait, kiss no, him it's deeply the actor, too. Brian Cox. I would kiss him deeply in a very straight man way, whilst holding a gun. Firing into the air with a bald eagle on my shoulder. While singing, things can only get better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like doing a titty dance. Because Brian Cox was in Brian Human Cox League. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Dead Rising Remastered. He's an old you... person with a young person's haircut. And a face. He's got a young person's face, but I reckon he takes his clothes he's got off. An old and he's got like a wrinkly man titty, like the little mm. gun, just weird arms. Um, all in all, um, Dead Rising Remastered, if you haven't played it before, uh, it's most likely the people that are Sony aficionados haven't played this before yeah. because it didn't come out on PS3, it didn't come out on any of the other consoles. It came out on Wii in a weird toned down shooting on the rails thing that wasn't very good. Yeah, it was different. It was yeah, shot to drop. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't the same. It, it was like. Done on it was basically more like Resident Evil Four. It was yeah, like a side, side over shoulder shooter. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So if you didn't get the chance to play these originally, I can't recommend them enough because the free games to give a total hours and hours of entertainment, and they do look great. Seeing this in sixty frames per second, sixty frames per second, and not being in the way that I remember it being, like on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, where it was kind of jaggy and a little bit crap. Now it looks great. It's fine on my fantastic. Xbox. All right, shut your up. Your Xbox sucks. Yeah, that's because you've been playing your Xbox for ten years. It's been all updated and fancy and shit. I remember playing this back in the heyday. I was there in the boondocks. I like. bought the Xbox on the day of release. It put me in debt. Dead Rising. Didn't get Dead Rising day of release. Yeah, exactly, exactly, release. exactly. Someone I got Dead Rising when it came on, out. On, on me. I'm talking about when the Xbox came out. I bought anyway. that day one. Anyway, I didn't. I got it when Blue Dragon came out because I got Blue Dragon, Forza Motorsport two, and uh, I bought it day one. I had Project Gotham Racing. I had Project Gotham and. Well. Um, Perfect Dark Zero. And what was that? There was a racing game really early on, full full auto. That was it. Yeah, racing shooting game. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't shooting, was it? It was like. Yeah, guns on the cars and stuff. Yeah. 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 It was alright, that. Yeah. That was a fun game. Um, And a demo disc. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to review these games separately because I played them separately. I've seen them separate entities on their own. What's that? So you're just trying to fill out four reviews with one product? No, because I can do the two. Because off the record, is an add on to two. So they're sort of the same game, but I will do them separately just in the interest of having it. But um, I've only played Dead Rising so far in this box set because I am, I am stringently keeping to the timeline. So I'm going to play one, I'm going to play two, I'm going to play three. Uh, no, not three, sorry. You don't Dead want to Rising break the, two the record. And then I'm going to play Dead Rising three. There's no canon. These games are campy, stupid schlock, but I like playing them in order because I like to see the progression standard, like going through the technologies. Um, but yeah, pick it up. If you can find it, it's, it's 40 quid to get all three. 
or it's mm. like 16 quid for both the boxed one and two and then you have to buy off the record digitally which is the same price as a boxed one it's all a fucking mess because the pricing's a mess in the UK and it's always shit on us because they always go dollars to pounds and the same thing they're fucking idiots but if you can find these no EA worth... found out that British people like paying more for their games no they don't <laughs> um, but anyway uh, Dead Rising I highly recommend it it's 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 not Tom Atkins that's that's a problem for me neither are you when it was originally released I would have given it a Tom Atkins because it's so revolutionary there was so much to do there's so much weird shit to get hold of and have fun with really with that secret. weird saving system in it you got the weird saving system which loads of people complain about but I kind of fucking love because it's different you know how everything was trying to be different and that's something you don't see anymore. Like we were saying just now with Journey, I was taking the piss and saying it doesn't have crafting or anything like that. So much shit has crafting now. It's ridiculous. You can't even fucking play a racing game. Some racing games have fucking crafting in them. It's like collect enough. Look at Mad Max. Mad Max is an open world game in which crafting makes sense. But then you go and play the crew in which you have to knock down a certain amount of pylons and you get a part that you can add yeah, to another you pack part. into the pylons. Oh, yeah, anyway. I download the crew. It's free right now, isn't it? On Uplay. Oh, I got it on Xbox One and Games of Gold like two weeks, two months ago. Yeah, it's free on Uplay. Um, but anyway, I I recommend it. I really do. But I can't give it a Tom Atkins. I can give it something like uh, I can give it like a Julianne Moore. There's there's a depth to it and there's a fun to it and an enjoyment to it and it's campy and it's great. And often when you see these sort of things nowadays, they're done with a level of cynicism that that wasn't present at the time. For some reason, ten years has made a lot of difference. Made a lot of difference to how games are presented now. And I remember this back in the day. It was just like you are Frank West, and it's like it was Rough all... Rider, Desperado, <laughs> a Rough Rider. No, you don't want none of none of this. Running this six gun in this Buffalo Soldier, just like I told you. And every damsel that's in distress should be out of that dress when you meet Jim West. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Julianne Moore, it's great. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I think I'm going to continue enjoying it. Like my mind will probably change like two weeks down the line when I get some sort of games. Absolute bollocks. You're going to say marijuana or something. I just have a great time. Are you done? Yeah. Fuck. Right. I'm going to review... I don't know if I did this last time. Uh, RuneScape, Idle Adventures. Did I do that last time? I don't know. I don't know if I did. Right, okay. So you played Adventure Capitalist. Everyone's played Adventure Capitalist. Nope. It's required by law that you play it's it. It's free on the PS4. What? Adventure Capitalist. Well, yeah, it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, but it's, it's free on the PS4. Yeah, it's free on everything. But it's not on the Xbox One. No, because... Microsoft have that really stupid rule where they won't let an independent publisher publish a game on their console unless they release it in all formats at the same time. So if someone's like, I want to release my game on the Xbox One, but we're going to do it a couple of weeks later, they're like, no. So then most publishers go, okay, you won't release it on Xbox One then. That's why I saw Android Catchers on PS on Xbox One. Have you got Guyver on DVD? No, I will do on next week. Hey, anyway. you've ordered it. Yeah, well, that's if it actually releases next week. It might release it in December. Both films are just the one. It's the first one. Yeah. The original. The Mark yeah. Hamill classic. Mark Hamill classic. What's happening to by me? By Special Effects by Screaming Mad Jaws, produced by Brian Yusner. Who? Brian Yusner from Reanimator and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Faust and uh, you're Society. Brian Yusner from Return of the Living Dead Part 3. Mm. Anyway. That's some deep cuts for Brian Yusner there. <laughs> anyway. RuneScape Idle Adventures. It's like Adventure Capitalist, but it's an RPG. It kind of does like what Puzzle Quest did for match-free gem games. Yeah. So you, you go to a town and you have to build up their resources by assigning, like, you know, clicking on the different things and the bar start progressing and you start earning the resources from those various things and you train, like, the amount of people you train in that resource speeds up how fast that resource gains things. Yeah. So same as Adventure Capitalist, you're building up funds and resources make yourself weapons and stuff then you can go into dungeons and you have battles which play out a similar way where you pick your items up and the more proficient you are in the we- um, 
you know, the weapon or whatever you're using. The quicker it attacks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So your aim is to build up as much DPS as possible so you can take on the dungeons and they get progressively DPS for tougher. those who don't know what that is. Damage per second. Full. So could you not call it damage? Per second. It's not just one damage. It's <clears> how much damage <throat> you're doing per second that matters. You know how, like, a little while ago you said that games are becoming much like spreadsheets, management systems? Yeah, that's what you got to manage this game. It is a spreadsheet. Like, you click on the things, and then there's, like, a story that runs through it, and you get armour and stuff, and it changes how you calculus. It's in early access right now, and it's free, so that's good. Like, you know, that's nice. No microtransactions. Are, I don't think they're working yet. yet. I don't think they are. They're there, but they're not working, as far as I can tell. Like, it's going to be, like, buying friggin' gems and stuff. It's probably working by now. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's all right. If you liked Adventure Capitalist or Adventure Communist, was the other one, um... You probably sink a lot of time into this, and it gives you a bit of a motivation. It's got a target to aim for, it's got a story that runs through it. So you've got a bit of a somewhat of an end goal, but I guarantee that when you get to the end goal, you're basically just managing tons of little towns and trying to get as much money as possible. Do you get best armor ever? Possibly. Who knows? There's probably all sorts of weird secret stuff, like there was an adventure capitalist. But you know, it's a nice idea. Nice twist on the genre. Nice twist yeah. on the genre. Yeah, and you can play it on your phone probably. I bet it's going to be on mobile phones. Really? It's bound to be. Everything else is. Oh, that's pretty cool. It looks like a mobile phone game, but I think oh. right now it's just early access on Steam. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. uh, it sounds interesting. And the fact that it's free is nice. I haven't seen any of these click, 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 boom games that actually have any sort of plot. This isn't a... Um, let me play Clicker Heroes. No. Oh, that's fun. That's a fun game, actually. But this one isn't a clicky, clicky, clicky. This is an idle clicker, as they refer so to like it. So like you click once and then leave it for an hour. Yeah, you, it's all about time. And when you go away from the game, when you come back to it, the time passed has built up all stuff. Right. So you set it all up. You play for a few minutes, set up the, what you want for the day, then leave it and come back to it and do all your management next time when you've got all your resources gained. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's like that sort of thing. So it's not yeah. like you're not tapping there, destroying your mouse Yeah. by tapping on things constantly. Yeah. I mean, like... It's a lot. I don't like microtransactions. We know this. I've spoken about this, but uh, it's a lot. It sounds a lot less sinister than you find most microtransactions. It's not like EA introducing microtransactions into a story-driven game. You don't put microtransactions in a full-price game. That's bullshit. Yeah, I know that. If the game's free to play, then they have to make their money somehow. If they're giving you the game for free, yeah. But do you really want adverts popping up during your games? More and more adverts. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather just play the, the game. Like I like space. how Skyforce did it on the mobile phone, which um, you have adverts popping up on it every now and again, but if you paid something like, if it was one seventy nine, and got rid of adverts forever. Mm. Which Lots is a nice of games way of doing, doing that, but yeah. then they retain the uh, microtransactions. Like, fucking yeah, play but the microtransactions are still there. That's just if you want to buy anything extra, but you can get rid of the microtransactions, you can get rid of adverts if you want. And, yeah. You know, they've got a 179 out of a user. Mm. That game, Skyforce, came out on PS4 recently as a um, full-blown... Like shooter games, Skyforce is a frigging good shooter. Yeah, I've got it on the uh, Nvidia Shield TV. It yeah, came out. That really is good. really good. Yeah, that yeah, it runs good. in four K. Mm. Which is nice. It's nice. Nice. Anyway, you review your next rubbish game. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, okay, it's not a game. It's not a game. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, it's a movie starring Blake Lively. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Mortal Kombat the movie no you you should have said Green Lantern she's in that you fucking fool no oh, it's, she uh, I don't yeah, know she Blake Lively she fell in love with Ryan Reynolds on set that he dumped Scarlett Johansson what a fool he is I'm in love with Scarlett Johansson Scarlett call me please anyway The Shallows feel about Blake Lively 
She, okay, so I'm going to go through the plot very it's briefly. It's the Jaws rip-off. Um, yeah, kind of, but I'm not going to reveal the ending because the ending is fucking spectacular. I recommend everyone sees this because it's just fucking hammy shit. But anyway, that's besides the point. So The Shadows is the story of a girl who has recently lost her mum. So she is going on like a cathartic surfing trip to a, to an island that her mum went to when she found out she was pregnant with her when she was, you know, when she was her age. Um, so she goes to this island to go and do surfing. Some lovely people, uh, it's, I think it's Mexico. So this nice guy drops her off at the beach and he says, oh, you know, enjoy surfing and stuff. Doesn't speak much English, but he, he basically gives a roundabout. Have a great day. Have a great time. Hope you enjoy the surf. Enjoy. Um, and she, she, she begins surfing. She has like a great day of surfing and she's, she's just fantastic vistas. She's an incredibly attractive lady. That helps everything. Nice vistas. You can see all the sunset and the beach and everything. There's two guys there surfing as well. They're like, come over, come Don't over. It's a little bit plot. sinister. It's a little bit sinister. Bullet but, points. But you kind of ignore that. And uh, and then as the sun sets, she goes for one last surf, and what happens? A shark attack! Oh, bloody shark attack! Sharks don't attack people. Big shark as well. It's like a great white motherfucker. Yeah. So anyway, so she has you wouldn't now... even be able to swallow her. The throats are tiny. Right. Anyway, so she now has a fight for survival. As the shark has managed to damage her leg, she can't surf back. She can't swim fast enough to get back to the land. She's about about two hundred foot away from land. Mm. So. She is forced to sit on this rock and endure the weather and sepsis and other things setting into her legs. She's just basically, it's just a fight for survival. It's, it's, it's raw and it's quite energetic. Every so often a person appears on the beach and they try and help her. She's like, oh, help me, help me. There's one particular drunk man who's quite funny. He's just walking along, walking home, drinking. And, uh, and he sees her and he's like waving. He's like, oh, hey there. Hi, how's it going? And she's like, over there, my bag. And you think that he's just going to pick up the bag and rob it. And walk off with all her stuff. But he like he pretends to walk off and he's like, nah, I'm kidding. And he goes towards her. And then he gets ganged by a fucking shark. But um, but it's all really good. There's uh, some some great uses of like a stupid little douchey GoPro camera on a guy. Which is quite nice. And then just the ending is fucking insane. So <laughs> all through the film it's a survival film. And then the last 15 minutes she becomes Ripley from Aliens. And has to come up with a plan to kill the shark. And it's just fucking great. Um, but it's it's a lot more uh, tense than I expected it to be. I thought this was like a shitty popcorn film. You know, like how the Blair Witch has been getting all these rave reviews, like people going, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever." But you kind of see the trend, and you're like, "This looks exactly the same as the Blair Witch." This is just it doesn't. It looks like the Blair Witch done by people who didn't yeah. get why the Blair Witch. Yeah, worked. exactly. That's what I mean. It it doesn't. It looks like the Blair Witch. But it looks like actors doing the of, Blair get Witch. Get rid of the, and it looks like Blair Witch. Um, and it's much like this looks like Jaws. But without any of the nuance, without or any the. of the yeah, without any of the stuff that made it a substance. Mm. Um, but it's actually not. It's treated more like um, the film Alive and things like that. There's less about them trying to work out how to kill this thing and more about them trying to survive. Um, one of the great things about it is they introduce they introduce about halfway through a seagull that is trapped on the same island as her because it's got like it's fucked its wing oh, up it's got from debris. Nice. And so she's got this seagull that she's like, she at one point crushes a crab and then tries to eat the crab's body. She's like, and the seagull just comes away. I'll have that. Don't worry about that. And it's a weird sort of levity humor to having this like, so I thought halfway through the film, I was like, this could be renamed Starsky and Seagull. This could be like the buddy cop film we're waiting for. And it's like scoring away through the film and like reacts to what she's doing. And it's really funny. And it's really quite sweet in a weird like way that she like, no, should have met it. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, she's gonna eat that fucking thing, but she never does. No. And every like, she'll just break his neck, drink his blood, eat his body. With open his stomach, there's probably something in there edible. But um, but she instead at one point gets half a surfboard that comes from one of the victims of the shark that sees her, 
and puts him on the surf, and she's like, go on, buddy. And the shark doesn't fucking notice the surf and just lets it go. And I'm guessing it's because there's no blood dripping in the water from the seagull. Yeah. She's got this massive wound, so when she gets in, it's like fucking... It's like one of those really awful tampon adverts from the 90s. Oh, right. You know, like, where they're like, you can't go swimming, she jumps in the water, <laughs> it's just blue leaking out of her wounds. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah no it's a really really tense film it, I didn't expect it to be I really didn't I expected just the worst kind of schlock and I kind of was looking forward to schlock but when I ended up watching it I was like oh shit that leg don't look good so you're saying it's no Piranha 3D no it's not it's an actual film Piranha 3D is a work of art do not diss that film Adam Scott at the end is there's a, there's a the Piranha 3D has a scene where Kelly Brook is sat there and a little girl goes you've got big boobs and I'm like yes yes she does she has fantastic is, huge boobs and then she gets eaten by eaten by piranhas yep that is poor correct. Kelly Brook oh that was her film career she was in that other one with Billy Zane oh wasn't she dating Billy Zane though yeah yeah poor that's... woman she dated Jason Statham as well really yeah there's other one with Jason quite a too. while <laughs> good vibrations <laughs> mm. wasn't good vibrations what isn't was the it? Video that was in? there's a, um, an erasure music video isn't there mm. Not Chains of Love, shame. Chains of Love is a classic. Oh. But um, I give I give The Shallows a really unexpected but quite welcome Jaws from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, Jaws from Jaws. <laughs> Michael it, Caine uh, in Jaws. Are you at Will Arnett? Oh. You know how Will Arnett was great in Arrested Development and yeah. Sharks were great in Jaws, yeah. but then you see Will Arnett in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and you're like. He's the best thing about this, but that's not really saying much about Will Arnett. He's great in the second one. And then you for watch like five Flaked. minutes, he's in yeah. that. You watch Flaked, and he's like, you're like, ah, oh, this is Will Arnett being a douchebag. And then you watch Ninja Turtles two, and you're like, oh, he's got a sense of humor again. Hmm. And you're like, you're like, okay, I'm kind of enjoying. Still maintain that's one of the fun, most fun films surprising. this year. You know, because like, I haven't seen a good shark movie in quite a while. Mm. Like you yeah. get that shit like open water and a drift, and then it comes to something like this, and you're like, well, this just looks like another fucking open water or a drift. And then you watch it, and you're like, holy shit, no, survive, girl. Come on, you can do this. So it doesn't look like open waterway. It looked like they filmed it in an afternoon no. it, in someone's it, bath. It is really, it's quite interesting. Went to Kanye's house, used his bath as a water tank <laughs> and just like shot it for the afternoon. It's incredible how tense it gets. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love it. There's tents in it. It is. It's lots of tents. Lots of tents. Yeah, lots nice. of tents. If by tents you mean trees. Yeah. Sweet. Tons of tents. Why didn't she like, I don't know, Cut the leg off, throw it, let the shark eat the leg, and then swim the she other way. She doesn't even cut it with. At one oh. point, she does. She does the wound like she uses. So at one point, there's a scene. And this isn't spoilers, but at one point early on, there's a scene where she's got the wound and she's like sort of analysing because she she was a doctor almost. Mm. So that's part of the thing is like she's almost like she's got like a basically um, she's got like low level medical knowledge, um, and she's got this wound and she's looking at it. She's like, "Fuck, what can I do?" And she's like, "All right, I got earrings on. That's really gonna hurt." Okay, let's do the earrings. And she's she's talking to herself as if she's both the patient and the doctor. Mm. So she's like, okay, so this is going to hurt a little bit. She's like, oh, fuck! Oh, Jesus Christ! So, okay, now we're just going to go for the second one. She's like, oh, no! This wasn't the first! <laughs> That's quite funny. But at the same time, it's really fucking gross because the special effects are quite good on the leg. And uh, later on when sepsis... It looks like a real leg. <laughs> well, yeah. No, the wound. The wound itself yeah. looks incredible. But it's also later on when they start doing the makeup for the leg. They do a nice trick where when it's night time... Hmm. So when it's night time and it's darker, 
the wound and the leg like appear redder, like almost like sepsis is setting in. So when you see yeah. it at night, you're like, oh fuck, that looks bad. And it's almost like that sense of, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, cause she does, she just wakes up, she looks at her leg and it's like purple. Mm. And it's like that thing where you wake up, you look at your phone and there's nothing there, but you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I've got a bunch of messages. Everything's really clear. I've got loads of information. I'm, I'm awake now. There's light and everything's fine. And she looks down and it's like, it's red, but it's mm. not like septic. Yeah. And it's like, it's a really nice trick of using the, the nighttime. And making because so many times films they don't acknowledge how well lit they are at night. So when you see something at night, it's just like seeing it during the day. Don't shoot it. Like you shoot it. You shoot in the afternoon, and then you turn everything blue in a filter, <laughs> exactly. like Mad Max did. But um, <laughs> but it was really I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Nighttime Way more than I was blue. expecting. Mm. Yeah, I was expecting nothing from it. So we got really good reviews. You should have paid attention to that. Yeah, but so did the Blair Witch. Really Someone said blue. it was better than Jaws. Oh, they're fucking retarded. Yeah, because Jaws is perfect. Yeah, it's got Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. And Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Roy Schneider. No, Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider is a shark. Yeah, he played the shark, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> My wife hates me. <laughs> I'm such a loser. I'm a shark. It's Rob Schneider and Joe. Ah, yeah. I'm making slurping noises into the microphone now. Don't drink all that in one go. You'll fall over again. <laughs> that happened once. You fell over. Yeah. I did. I fell over and I fell over on the way home. You I idiot. didn't tell you about that. You idiot. Well, I fell over on the way home because there was a fox. Right. The fox is going down the path next yeah. to me. You know, in the bicycle lane? In the alley? Yeah. Yeah. So the fox is going down the path next to me, in the bicycle lane, in the alley. And as it was going past, it sort of looked at me. And I was on the phone to Tara. And as it looked at me, I sort of went, hello. And it sort of moved towards me. And I was like, oh. And then step back and just tripped. But I got back up. You fool. Oh, I was fine. I just I hadn't eaten enough and I drank a bunch and just had a great time. It's because you're a vegetarian. You can't handle drink. I don't think that's how it works. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Everyone knows chicken absorbs is, all alcohol. The secret is, and every model will tell you this, eat very little and drink a lot. Eat lots of paper. <laughs> eat lots of paper so your body yeah. thinks you're eating. Right, I'll review. Good vibration! I'll review. I'll review. Forza Motorsport 6 Apex. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forza Motorsport 6 Apex is a free to play version of Forza Motorsport 6. Oh, wait, it's actually a full game. Yeah, it's a full game. It's actually really, like, well featured game. It's got all the com. It's got the uh, narration stuff from James May and various people who do TV shows about cars around the world. I don't know if Jeremy Clarkson's on there. I haven't seen him come up yet. But basically, I've been playing for a few hours on it, and it's essentially you have like a tournament to play. You have all these different races to do, and you have to place like you know how how mobile phone free to play games have that three star system. Yeah. This one's got like if you place first, you get a gold medal. If you place in the top sixth or whatever, you get a gold medal. And there'll be some sort of modifier for the track that you can get a medal for. So, like, it might say turn off steering assistance or um, make a certain amount of good passes or perfect turns and stuff like that. Um, and as you earn the medals, the more medals you get, the more cars you unlock. Mm. And it's well sort of done in a way where it's always unlocking cars suitable for the next races that are coming up and stuff like that. So you don't end up, like, in a situation where you haven't got a car at all that you can race in the next race. Yeah. Um, it's not cut down graphically. It looks friggin' superb on PC. Like, shut that up to full settings. Um, has a frame rate count, so you know it's hitting 60 foops. 
I did notice on when it started up the first time because it does that thing where it starts you up and just throws you into a race mm. after an intro about how great cars are. Yeah. Um, on medium settings, the reflections are like it only updates the reflection on the car like once, every, like twice a second. So you're driving along and it's really distracting. You can see like the scenery going blop, blop, blop on the car and it doesn't move. It's just like a still photo just changing every couple of seconds. What? Yeah, that's how it's handled reflections on medium settings. It's weird. That's Put it on ultra and it's like perfect. Like, goes around fine. It's got some technology in it, which I switched off, where apparently if you've got on a lower spec PC, it'll dynamically adjust the graphics so that it doesn't, like, slow down your game. So the game will stick at 60 frames per second. It's weird, because I've heard... They did that on Quantum Break, <coughs> apparently, on PC as well. I've heard I've heard really good things about um, Forza Motorsport 6 and how it handles graphics and setups. Hmm. Uh, apparently it's been optimised to work with different hardwares. Well, next book, yeah, that's the whole Windows universal thing isn't it? it's meant to be so they can just port it straight from PC to Xbox One weird thing though this is another one of the ones where is it DirectX 12 is the next DirectX yeah yeah it's one of the weird ones that DirectX 12 mode is on which takes takes multi-cores into sorry that. I don't know about Crazy. this one I don't think this does I think Forza I Horizon 3 will probably I thought Forza Motorsport 6 was the one that did because it's relating to uh, the architecture of the Xbox One because it's all AMD isn't it yeah, so well, Xbox One's shit. still using DX11. Um, I think it might be using DX10. Who's using DX12? No, not yet. Nothing yeah. is yet. Not for a little while. Hitman does. Yeah, not on, well, it'll be on PC, if anything. Yeah, PC. I know they're adding it for um, something that got released recently. Mm. Like, but, um, but it's one of those weird ones, because the AMD hardware is all about multiple cores and having more cores and having mm. more power to manipulate within the architecture. Uh, but this was one of those games that I always thought would lend itself well to that because you could have different assets responding well different assets relating to different different things because it didn't all have to be graphics processor heavy yeah but I don't need to worry about that because my no, PC will handle the shit out of it 1070 you got 1070 yeah I can't afford 10 well I could have afforded 1080 I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about getting the 480X AMD user I know I know I'm sorry it's just I've always been a fan of cheaper PC builds and I want at most, I want 1440p, 60 frames per second. Mm. And now I'll be able to do that with the 480X. I could do 4K. Yeah, you can do, but you don't have anything to present 4K in. You've got 1080p Yeah, no, I'll just use my 1080p TV for now. Yeah, it's fine. It's all I need. <laughs> it's just like, every so often you see two pixels get into a fight for the same space. Yeah, I don't need anything it. more than that. But anyway, um, Forza 6. Um, if you want a car, if there is a car that you'd prefer to have... You can buy it. You can buy it for 79p yeah. to unlock it, but... I don't think there would ever be a need to. They yeah. all unlock. None of them are locked out from but see, being able to unlock. But see, Forza Motorsport 6 hasn't been out that long, has it? Yeah, but this is like a... On the Xbox One, it came out like last year or start of this year. This is yeah. like a PC-only, free-to-play version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the top car in the game only needs like 64 medals or something like that, so okay. you'll unlock it in no time. Um, always, the marketplace option's greyed out, so there's nothing on there yet. So I don't know what they're doing on that. I've avoided Forza Motorsport. I love the Forza games. I haven't played so do I. Well, see, this is the thing. I've avoided Forza Motorsport since Forza Motorsport 5 cost me a week of my life without mm. me realising. I was essentially going to. That was a work. game with microtransactions and it's full price retail game. Yeah, yeah no, but... <laughs> it wasn't it was... even manipulated so that you, you kind of needed them if you wanted to make any no. real progress, wasn't it? I remember at first they had to patch it a couple of weeks later to make it less um, sort of like rude. I bought, it like, I bought it like a week yeah. after release and it was fine. Yeah, um, but uh, I was always—I've always been a massive Forza fan. I could never understand Gran Turismo as a game. Like I didn't the get first it. two are great. After that, they're just really dull. But they're like circuit training games. Yeah, 
Whereas Forza Motorsport, you had all the run lines, you had all the ghosts, you could turn all that shit yeah. off. This has got all the driver tar stuff, and it's even brought up um, my buddy's driver tars based on their Forza 3 and 4 really? things. Yeah, because I know they haven't been playing it since then. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that I used to love about Forza 4 hmm. was if you wanted a real challenge, you turn off the brake assist, and you turn off the ABS. You wuss. Turn everything off. No, 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 because you know the brake assist has the run line that you need to go on and when to brake and stuff like that. The brake then, assist is actually something on the brakes. That, you're talking about the guidelines. The guidelines, sorry. You can turn sorry. off the braking thing and just have it tell you where to hit the turn. Well, when, you can make it so that it only tells you when to brake and not where to turn. No, 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 I, I turned it all off. So yeah. you have everything off and you just drive enough. it raw. It's quite hard. Nice. It's, it's no, it is, hard. it is quite hard. But at the same time, it, there's, race. <laughs> there's something fantastic about some of the tracks. Like mm. there are mountainside tracks in mm. Forza... Forza Horizon recently because it's free with Games of Gold. I've been playing that a little bit and I haven't really gone into it as much as I'd like to. I, I think I'm going to spend more time with that once I'm done those ones. They're basically the need for, modern Need for Speed games but with Forza cars. That's that. No. They they're, are. They're travel a to like, a point, start a race, travel somewhere else, yeah, start another they're, race. They're like that but they're more like what the crew tried to do without being filled with all the referential crap to other Ubisoft games. So it's nice but because... It's an open-world racing game. Test yeah. Drive Unlimited did it 10 years ago. <laughs> they did, yeah. And so before them, there was um, Tokyo... No, Test Drive was the first open-world racing game. No, there was another with game online before stuff. that, Dreamcast. Dreamcast? There was Tokyo Highway Battles, but that's not the same thing. No, to- uh, God, what was the game? Fuck, I'm not... I'm Metropolis to Street Racing gonna to... and the first Project yeah, Gotham no, on Dreamcast. To... I'm going to have to have a look. But there yeah. was a game on the Dreamcast in which you, uh, you actually fucking... Like, you flashed your lights to get into a race. Yeah, there was a the Dreamcast game with racing games. Sorry, guys, there's a brief break from um, from on the Dreamcast. It might be Midnight Club. One of them might have been on it. Metropolis it Street Racer. Metropolis Street Racer was an open world. Metropolis Street Racer was the first Project Gotham game. Hence the name Metropolis and Gotham. Oh yeah, no, no, fuck. There was another game. There was another game. God, what was the fucking? Don't overall... test me on driving games, man. <laughs> I got... No, it was like it was like a racing game. You, ro- you race around like you race around. Um, you raced around like the city, and you basically just flashed your lights if you wanted to get into a race, and you raced them. Um, but it was it was it was quite good. It wasn't fucking. It wasn't like a shitty game, and I remember playing it a lot. Um, I can't fucking remember the name of it. I think the earliest ones would probably be Midnight Club, if anything. They were Rockstar. Don't think they came out on Dreamcast. They came out on PS2. Yeah. Um, this wasn't out on PS2. There was a sequel as well. There's three of them. No, on this one there was a sequel on the Dreamcast one. Mm. Yeah. You have no idea. You're wasting everyone's time. I'm not... I don't mean to be, but I need to fucking get this out of my head because I'm losing my mind now. Yeah, you are. This is... You're making fucking... games up. Oh, just keeps coming on MSR. It wasn't MSR. <laughs> God fucking damn it! don't think it was on Dreamcast. It was on Dreamcast. I played it on Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. You're not old enough to have had a Dreamcast. Yes, I was. When you were five. <laughs> I was five. Yeah. I was five years old. Oh, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Are you done yet? You're no. just going to fill the podcast up with... I'm not going to... Look, I'm going to find it because it's something... Tokyo Extreme Racer. Is it that? I don't know. Probably not. Anyway. Yeah, Tokyo Street Racer. Tokyo Street Extreme Racer was launched out of the Dreamcast and the second. The game features a semi open world. There you go, you fucker. Alright. 
on the PS2, the third one. That's the one I wanted. But Tokyo Extreme Racer. Yeah. Sure, it's not Tokyo Highway Battle. The one where you race against individual cars and it's like a boss battle. You have to sort of no, overtake like, them and stay ahead of let's them. Let's see if this is like one. Crave? Yeah, that's Tokyo Highway Battle. It was by Crave. It wasn't open world as such. You like drove down a street to find the guy to race it. Yeah, it's Tokyo Highway Battle. That's obviously the American name for it. Yeah. Tokyo yeah, I've got, Street I've got that. on the Dreamcast. I've got that. The first one was on the Dreamcast. It was, yeah. sem- it was semi-open world. Really? Yeah, it is. That is open world. You, you, you it's got like two races. roads you go down. <laughs> no, it had like a bunch of roads. I played oh, that game dear. for hours. It was great. Oh dear. It wasn't great. Anyway, Forza Motorsport 6 Apex. Um, the only things it's missing from other Forza games is like online racing against your buddies and you can't customise your cars, like you can't make your own designs. But it does have a thing where when you choose a car, there's like a bunch of designs from the console version that they sort of approved and said, yeah, we can chuck this on this version. Yeah. So you can have other people's designs slapped on your car or you can choose colour, paint schemes, all that sort of stuff and everything. Um, but it still has all the stuff like the whole, Vista, what's it called, the Forza Vista mode where you can look over the cars oh, and open the doors. Oh, you go around the doors and stuff, yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Um, there's only six tracks in it currently, which I imagine they'll add to gradually, but each track's got variations on it and you can have night, day and heavy rain versions. Yeah. Um, heavy rain is nasty because they, I don't know when they introduced them, it wasn't in Forza 4, but they've introduced pud- puddles so you can hydroplane. Yeah, that's if uh, you, Forza 5, I think. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I think, I think it's, it's Forza 6. Or Forza yeah, Horizon had it. But that was fun. That's the only time I've used Rewind so far was when I hit one of them and went straight into a wall. Forza 5. <laughs> the problem I had with Forza 5 when I played it was it was just one type. It was like night and day, no, no rain. No, there was no rain in that one. Yeah, yeah, Forza 6 had the rain, yeah. Forza 6 had But I was doing, last night I was playing it, um, racing around Brands Hatch when rain was going crazy on there and I had a thunderstorm going on outside. Yeah. So I had like the full surround sound experience. Um, <laughs> you just had just massive power. Yeah. Like, Some rain was getting through the window, like where it was open. So, you know, I had the full, full, like 4D experience. It's like matinee up in here. You know, the John Goodman film. Um, <laughs> the John Goodman film with giant ants. You went there where he's made, where they're showing a film about giant ants and he's got all the special effects in the theatre yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, Joe Dante film. Yeah. Great film. I love Joe Dante. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Forza 6, I think it's a free-to-play thing, it's fine. I would rather have regular Forza Motorsport 6, though, on yeah, PC. Yeah, on PC. No, no, oh. this is the only version you can get. That is weird. Yeah, um, one thing that's really dumb, there's a thing called Forza Motorsport Hub, yeah. which is like, do you remember the Halo thing on Xbox where it like can bind all your scores from yep. all there? Yep. It's like that for Forza. Um, it still tracks everything right the way back to Forza 2, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you can unlock extra cars and challenges and stuff like that, but when you access it in the game, you have to actually download another app to use it and it loads up a separate app thing like why isn't it just built into the game because it's essentially just a website that's all it is like it should be opened in the game instead but quite early on it goes hey download the hub and you'll get a free car and some credits and stuff like that it unlocks stuff for um, Forza Horizon though as well so you can unlock I've got like I've set it up and it's given me some cars I could unlock for Forza Horizon if ever I get those ones oh nice so that's cool but, well, um, if ever you want Forza Horizon on your yeah. um, Xbox, just let me know because I've got it on my. I'll get it on Xbox One one day when I can afford an Xbox One. I've already pre-ordered my PS4 mm. Pro. <laughs> you numpty. Yeah. Uh, anyway, three hundred quid. It's good. Get on with it. What? Review your next thing. Oh, you want to review? Oh, okay. Uh, my next one's a film again. It's exciting. Films. Films. Oh. This is exciting because this is a film that I actually genuinely have uh, stakes in because I ride trains. 
You see where I'm going with this? I is this midnight meat chain? No. I commute every day to work, and I commute back. And if ever you've lived in the south of uh, southeast of England, or or near London, or anywhere in this sort of general sort of area, um, you'll know that trains are fucking shit. Um, they don't mm. often run on time. I do like it when you travel into an area where you've got different train service running and yeah, it's, it's really so much nicer. And it just goes and they've got I went on a Virgin chain. Trains once and everyone always says bad things, but the one I was on was glorious. They are lovely. Um, I sometimes not travel up towards Dorset and the trains are older, but mm. my God, are they lovely. Because you've yeah. got like a little bit of a leg room, you've got a full-backed yeah. chair, you know, and it's sort of semi-closed off because the chairs go high enough so you've got a little bit of privacy, you can masturbate yeah. without yeah. noticing unless they're in the carriage over the way. Yeah, or well, next uh, year. Exactly, but um, then they should be helping out. Yeah, exactly. It's a group effort. Yeah. But um, when it comes to when it comes to commuting in England, it's always a nightmare. And I've always thought to myself, "Oh God, I wish there was a culling of all these people I have to sit on this train with," because some of them are coughing into their hands and then just wiping on the chairs. I've seen people eat an entire fucking tray <laughs> of brownie. When I went to London once, um, I was on the underground, and there was there was a person of colour, I should say, eating fried chicken. And I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't make the connection there. That sounds racist. So ignored it. Next time in London, another person of colour sat there eating a friggin' full-blown watermelon, like half a watermelon. And I'm like, this is just getting sick. If I go on to London next time, right, and I see someone drinking purple drank, I think they're setting something up. I think I've gone into some candid TV show. It's now that we need to talk. They're I know doing a long game here. I've been living here a little while and I haven't revealed this to you. I am actually racist. a rare black person. What? When the moon is full, oh. and tide is high, I become a black person, and I travel the underground for hours doing stereotypical black people things. Oh, fair enough. So you'll see me see me eating fried chicken, stereotypical to a white person who mm. has seen only fi- like films and TV programs from the fried 60s. Fried chicken's nice. Should eat it. I don't Water eat it normally. Gross, I don't but... eat it normally because normally I'm a vegetarian. But mm. when the moon is full, mm. to prevent my urges to kill the innocent. I eat fried chicken oh, and enough. drink purple drink and eat the entirety of a watermelon. Yeah, watermelons are gross. I love watermelon. Ugh. Yeah, but you don't like you don't like fruit and veg in the same way. I, I do like fruit and veg. It's just but not in the same way I do. I like almost every fruit and veg except for strawberries. I fucking kill you if you eat strawberries. Maybe, but strawberries are lovely. You son of a bitch. Get some cream. Anyway, so we're off topic, which never happens. Train to Busan. Train to Busan <laughs> is the movie I watch. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while because Train to Seoul, 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 Seoul. Soul. Soul. Train to Soul was a film that came up on on uh, on my um, on my IMDb because I was I was looking at animes involving zombies. I was I was going for a weird thing and I ended up watching that Attack on Titan clone. Um, but Train to Soul was a film that was presented to me as a prequel to Train to Busan, which I hadn't heard of previously. Train to Soul was about uh, uh, three people: uh, a dad, his daughter who's got into prostitution, and her pimp, all trying to find each other in a zombie-infested town. Seoul or city, Seoul city. Yep, Seoul um, city. Well done. Trying South to find Korean each capital, other, but whatever. Whilst also surviving the zombie apocalypse, and it was all based on those three characters and their experience, and they actually interwove uh, into uh, it's all interwoven into one narrative. Fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. Assume it's fantastic. But anyway, Train to Busan is. Are you the reviewing film. something there without I'm, even watching look, it? Look, 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 look. That's calm corrupt. It down. Calm it down. So Train to Busan is the film that that prequel was based on. This was made first. Train to Soul is a semi-sequel prequel sort of thing. So it explains how the city became overrun. Train to Busan is actually about a man who is in a custody battle with his wife, or not in a custody battle, in the lower... They've had the custody battle. He has partial 
partial responsibility of the child, so he has her on weekends and stuff. Um, so he is taking the child home to her mum so that, you know, she can go and live through the week with her and then possibly be back on the weekend. Um, when all of a sudden, the train station erupts in chaos as a girl is running through, injured, screaming about being attacked by a man, gets on the train with a gentleman and his daughter, and suddenly uh, becomes infected. Well, I guess the bite infection, but is infected by a zombie virus, oh. which then travels through some of the carriages, is blocked off by the the you know the remnants of humanity on the train, and in a in a incredibly claustrophobic film, that would be the setting. That would be it. So they would just yeah. close it in there, much like um, Where, which was a film from last year, in which werewolves attacked a train in the England. It had Sean Pertwee in it. Uh, it was quite good. Um, they would have used the environment to be more claustrophobic. But in Train to Busan, in a really weird turn of events, it becomes almost like a Snowpiercer film. They love trains in Korea. They do. But unlike Snowpiercer, they keep making stops to see if they've found a town that isn't yet affected so they can warn people, set up defences, and sort of just I'd survive. I'd let zombies off the train. Just Well, that's the thing. You can't open the doors without being out there, and they're fucking fast. Yeah. So they like if they were to go out there, they'd have to open the doors and then run back to there, and then the zombies could get them, or there could already be zombies there. Um, and in in an incredible scene that I haven't ever actually seen in a film, it made me laugh and it made me fucking go, "Who wrote this? Who directed this?" They pull up into a station. All right, the zombies are still in those carriages. They've blocked off. I think they block off four carriages where the infection spread, and the zombies can't get out of there. They've got the front end, which is uh, currently inhabited by. By basically one carriage of people and then the actual engine itself and the part and the driver, the train train conductor, whatever. Yeah, the train um, pilot. Train pilot. Yeah. Um, a driver. Train mm. driver sounds even more ridiculous to me. Yeah. But anyway, um, and the head of the company that runs the train services in Korea, um, they're all in the front two carriages, so the engine and the carriage, and then from there it's four carriages of zombies, and then you've got the back carriages of people still. Okay. And they pull into this area and they're like, all right, everybody, let's get off and go and see what we can find. So three or four carriages empty out of people and they all get off to go and search the train station. They can't see any zombies. So they're like, all right, yeah, we'll sneak around. And they're like, okay, right, still no zombies. So let's just go down the stairs. And some people actually take the fucking down escalator <laughs> in a situation where you might need to turn around and fuck off the other way. There are people on a down escalator just going like, do, do, do. Oh shit, there's zombies! <laughs> they go run up the escalator. And I was like, you fucking idiots! Why would anyone do this? Just send one person to check. Why is everybody going? Why are people using the escalator? That seems like madness to me. So anyway, they see the army, and the army's obviously become zombies, and they all run back. You're spoiling but the whole film now. I'm not. No, I'm not. This is this is 14 minutes in. Yeah, that's half the it's film. It's two hours long. Stop spoiling the film. But anyway, Trader Bazan, it's incredible. I really, I again, this is one of those films that struck me completely amiss. Because when I saw the trailers, I was like, this looks like a generic zombie film. But the way that characters are fleshed out, and the way that, it's almost like watching Return of the Living Dead again as a kid. Hmm. When I watched Return of the Living Dead again, like, as a child, I was about 11 when I first watched Return of the Living Dead. Eight, between 8 well, and 11. Responsible parents, yeah. Oh, no. Um, between 8 and 11, I, had, I, hmm. I watched Return of the Living Dead, and from the moment that I first saw it, I was always like, oh, that black dude. That's how I'd react to this situation because he was always—he's always like getting into the scraps, and he's—but he's always being intelligent. He's telling people to cool off when they need to cool off, and he's like pulling people back. And I was like, I'd like to be that guy. He's like an intelligent leader of the punks. And in this, like, you've got the same sort of thing. You've got character dynamics that work, and you've got like a young baseball kid who's stuck with this business hedge fund manager, who's the guy with the daughter, and then the other guy who's just like this—this this unknown dude who's like, oh yeah, don't worry, guys. 
we're going to fight our way through this train to get to our partners and stuff because they're at the front. And so they're all prepping up. Baseball guy has his baseball bat. The, the dad has a SWAT shield and a, and a fucking, like, a baton. And then the guy who's just like, let's go, the, just wraps magazines around his wrists and starts punching zombies in the face. And I was like, kill him, do him in. Um, but it, again, in, like, a really nice narrative turn, the zombies aren't just defeated by a quick whack on the head with a baseball bat and then they're down. They just don't go down. You can, like, hit them on... They're like people, because the skull isn't thin. Like, you yeah. have to hit someone a few times with a baseball bat to get them down. And because they're so quick and they're so ravenous, you don't have time to do that. So all the moves are all, like, throwing and, like, punching in the face to throw them off guard and then throwing them to the back of the train and, like, whacking them on the head with a baseball bat or breaking limbs with a baseball bat if you can and then just fucking throwing them and moving them. Like, the shield comes in handy because he can push four back at once and just clobber their heads as they're over the shield. And he, like... There's a scene where... um he has the baton against, like, the chests of about four or five of them as he shields a guy with, like, his fists out, like, punching zombies in the face. And then he gets the shield with the baton pushing them back and just starts hammering at their feet and breaking their feet so that they all fall <laughs> down. They can't stand anymore and he's just hammering them whilst on the ground. They have to jump over them. And it's all fucking great. It's really, um, it's really visceral. It's visceral for a film that doesn't have the space to be visceral and active but it's yeah. still find a way to do it and it's, it's just great it's great directing it's really surprising as well because so often now you would get a film like this and you said yourself when I started talking about this that there's an American remake already yeah, yeah. I cannot imagine the energy I cannot imagine the energy or the violence no they'll just shake the camera like exactly and it won't like all the shots are Matt Damon will be in it or something it's really interesting because all the shots are, are shots there aren't any moments of like the shaky cam in front of the face. Like, <laughs> it's all it's all on tripods. It's all carefully thought out, and it's all in a train. So you have to imagine they've either cut a train apart to do this, or they've just been really clever and put railings and stuff up. They could build a set. Exactly. Well, they could build a set and then just reuse the same set. But the amount of blood being spilled, I imagine there'd be a cleaning cost to that. That's why you use friggin' digital watered blood. down water stuff. No, man. I use digital blood. It's the way forward. But no, um, it's 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 fucking incredible. This one does get a Tom Atkins, because I just I haven't seen a film like this that has felt original, quick, and smart. Like this is like seeing the first Twenty Eight Days Later again to me, because I was I was so into it. Like the first Twenty Eight Days Later, when Brendan Gleeson was it Brendan Gleeson in that? Cillian Murphy. No, Cindy Murphy's the main character. Brendan Gleeson plays the dad with the daughter. I can't remember. It's been years since I watched 28 Days and Later. And Christopher Eccleston plays the bad guy. Yeah. But when, when who I assume is Brendan Gleeson, when Brendan Gleeson gets blood in his eye, oh, he yeah, starts yeah. freaking out. In the cinema, that was that was a moment where I was like, holy shit, no, fuck, no, don't, look, come on. And, and it was great. And there were moments like that in this where you're like, fuck, no, that character, I don't want him to die. No, this isn't, this isn't how I want this to go. And it's really good. Surprising. Really, really surprising. Something that seems like such a cliched premise. Anyway, Tom Atkins. Lumen zombie films. I know, and you don't expect to find yeah. one that surprises you in any way, shape or form, but I found one. No. And I yeah. loved it. No, I need to watch it one day. When they remake it in English, so I can understand it. Yeah, when the American... So I can't read it. subtitles and watch a film at the same time. It's too difficult. Didn't teach me how to read at school. <sighs> right, my last review... This week is Rive. Oh, R-I-V-E. Um, Rive is a sort of twin-stick platformy shooter game. You sort of go around through these levels, shooting the shit out of everything. There's lots of Fuck things. The You're like controlling a little walking tank bug-looking thing. It looks like a scarab-type thing. 
and you can shoot stuff and fire rockets and there's like electric things you can shoot fire and it's mental there's a little bit of metroidvania to it because there is like certain areas where you can go back to later if you want to you can choose to go back to older missions and get into secret areas that you couldn't get into before when you've gained new it's like, things it's, it's almost like a stage based mm. but it's all like yeah still got individual stages going on but um, yeah it's a properly decent challenge and really enjoyable and very 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 over the top with it's like like visual feedback like shit is blowing up constantly in that game and there's it a lot of great as well. yeah it's really got a nice 2D it's done by um, two tribes who uh, this is their last game they're shutting down but they made Toki Tori 1 and 2 and um, a puzzle game called Edge which is a good they're game they're shutting down yeah that's the last game they're doing oh, they're so shutting down um but yeah, it's it's really like just super enjoyable. The main character's constantly making the video game references. Um there's little the cutscene things where you see like video playback and it's done like Game Boy camera style video playback. Nice. Um There's like a there's like a character who's like an antagonist for it, who's a like AI floating droid thing that comes down and he starts talking to you, but you can just shoot him and carry on if you want. Just blow him up and just ignore him and just get on with the game. <laughs> that would be um, the game's main, like, the 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 gimmick they tried to sell the game on, which I don't think is really the gimmick to sell it on. I think it's just a thing that you can do. I think the game's more enjoyable as an arcade blaster. But the main gimmick is that you can hack into enemies eventually. You, like, uh, learn how to hack all these different enemies. Um, you'll get, like, repair droids that you can have following you around or gun turret droids that will, like, shoot when you shoot in the same direction you do. But um, the way it's constantly mixing stuff up, so it'll go from being a straightforward platformy shooty thing to having these like big old balls of gravity that you land in, it turns into a free the twin stick shooter where you're swinging around all over the place. Okay. Um, sometimes you go into an area where there's no gravity at all, and you'll be floating around, or you'll be underwater, so it's no get full three hundred and sixty degree shooting mm. action. Um, but it's so frigging difficult. Like it's like it. There's, there's been sections of the games where I've had to replay the section like ten times over to try to beat it. Yeah. Um, they've done a patch today where um, if you keep we having to restart the same section, it'll keep adding a little bit extra health to you each time to try and avoid a situation where you've where checkpoints because there's a lot of checkpoints it knows how difficult it is and it chucks checkpoints at every section yeah because you can tell when you're playing the game you can tell it's sort of split up into sort of rooms yeah. and each room's got its own challenge so yeah they've made it so that if you do go into a room and you've gone into there with hardly any health it will like chuck a little bit extra on there now apparently I haven't no. had a chance to play no. it since they literally only patched it today yeah Um, but yeah I, I think it's a highly recommended game it's ridiculously visceral to play and it's like mm. just throws enemies at you left and right um, I saw some people complaining saying it's a troll game because they said it's like you, you know you have to learn exactly where the enemies are taking one so you can try looking at the screen Yeah, like you can see them coming there's the little blue ones they dive bomb you that's their way of attacking the moment you see the blue ones and you get within like half a screen of them they'll charge at you yeah. shoot them before they charge at you that's the pro tip there yeah but some people aren't like that are they they don't have that but every enemy's got its own attack system, like and style. That's that's good game design. There's no point designing another enemy if all they do is shoot in a straight line at you. Like this is every enemy's got its own unique, unique challenge, and I'm going to keep playing it because I'm enjoying the shit out of it. <laughs> it's um, it's fun. It's blasty, blasty goodness. Blasty, blasty. Yeah. Um, I have the same game, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Not like for a long period of time, so I won't review it yet. Okay. Uh, my are you done? Yeah. Good. My last review today is. You're gonna check. You didn't think about it. You got to memorize. You got to look at the Xbox One. Oh, well, timely. That's a good way to end on the. 
podcast. For a football analogy, I was aiming for the back of the net, and it comes yeah. to uh, when it comes to timely reviews. Yeah. But uh, I must have hit the post, and it's uh, as record, and I've not been able to make the shot for six months. So um, Rocket League, in terms of the game, is something that everybody is aware of at this point. I feel if you're into games, you probably know of it. It's a very quick five-minute round-based game in which uh, you have various cars face off against other cars, and you just play football or hockey. Or just like Monster basketball. Truck Madness. Kinda, um, but done in a lot more polished way. I saw someone saying, um, "You ever enjoyed playing football with monster trucks?" Like, yeah, I have actually. Monster Truck Madness that came out on the N sixty four. But it's 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 a good game. It's a really good game. There's a great community for it. Um, it's really interesting. Um, it's really fun, and it's very quick. Um, one of the things I really appreciate is a game that doesn't give you ten minutes of loading, and then the game, and then another ten minutes of loading. Um, this is something where you essentially get dropped into a game, you start the game, you play the game, and then if you win or lose, you go on to another game 10 seconds later. I do like when you're in competitive, people keep quitting. Yeah. Because they can't quit. stand to play a game for five minutes. People do quit a lot normally anyway. Yeah. They just don't seem but to... But in quick play, it replaces them, but in competitive, it doesn't. Ah. So it's a big problem in competitive. Ah. But this, it's just when people are like, oh, we're getting slaughtered, I've got to stop playing. It's like, well, just keep playing, man. Yeah. You just gotta keep playing and you'll yeah, get better. It only takes five minutes. I've made some incredible goals, but at the same time yeah. that I've I've not been able to stop some abysmally easy saves. And you, you sort of take it on the chin. Did you do the tutorial like I told you no. to? The tutorial teaches you how to fly. Yeah, I know I know how to fly. You don't you Yeah, you do. do it. It's really easy. You just have to fucking basically flip and then aim your flip so that you it's yeah. it's really super easy. Um, but the the game itself is uh, it's really good. It was cheap because um, some fuck up on uh, on Argos's part. Um, but it's really fun, and I, you know, there's not much more that I can say about it. Other than well, is it is you're in Rocket League and not mentioning the Rumble mode they just released. I haven't played the Rumble mode yet. You fucking played, idiot! I've been playing the basic well, mode. Well, Rumble mode. Oh god! Right when you play Rumble mode, yep. Every player gets a boat uh, item every ten seconds, and okay. when you use the item, the ten second countdown starts again. So at first, when that ten seconds is up, everyone's got a crazy item. So you might be able to freeze the ball, you might be able to fire an anchor onto the ball that drags you towards it, you might be able to punch the ball with a boxing glove or kick another player out of the way. Um, there's one which makes the opponent constantly boost, so they're like basically without any control, they're going way too fast. Um, there's one which, like, when you hit the ball, it launches it at a thousand miles an hour. I managed to score a goal from the other end of the arena. Doing that, hmm. it's friggin' fun. Um, but yeah, it gets crazy hectic, and it's enjoyable, and it's possibly more fun than the actual main game. Well, the main game is stupid. incredible. So yeah. I, I imagine that it getting better is is mm. only a good thing. Um, I do get bugged that competitive mode is so like Square Arena, and people moan about it. Yeah, like people keep moaning they when because they when they did um, the Chaos Run map. Mm. And the edges of the arena are slightly curved. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, this ruin's competitive. It makes it luck based and all this sort of stuff. No, if you hit the ball towards the edge, it bounces inwards. That's yeah. like part of the gameplay. I actually like the curved edge maps. Yeah. But um, I've, I've I like made, the like, donut map, the donut stage in no, the rocket I don't, labs. See, I don't it's like the donut awesome. stage. I don't. Oh, but um, like the donut one with a line through it. The one that's like basically a circle. Ah, uh, okay. There's and the two. goal is like. There's Either two side, you can drive through the goal. Because there's the donut and then there's a donut with a line for it. So it's, it's essentially like a donut, but she's got the centre part removed. So you've got a road round and then you've got a road through. And I'm not a fan of either of those. But um, I've scored... Like, you know how I was watching the other day, because I always do this. When I get a new game night and it's competitive in any way, even if it's not like a competitive mode, even if I'm just playing online, I try and watch videos online just to get an idea. And... Um, like, I've scored goals in 16 seconds that are better than the goals that you find on those stupid goals highlight things. 
Are you upset because they haven't put you on a goals highlights? No, I'm upset because what <laughs> what goes for an achievement usually in a game is something that's so incredibly complex and difficult. Like I've seen, there are some good ones. Like there's stuff like there are people that flown through the air, got an aerial hit, and then smacked the ball down into the goal, and it's gone down and then up into the top of the goal, which you don't see often in this game because mm. it's not a lot of vertical hitting down. It's not like yeah. a volleyball game. Um, but there are other ones where someone's knocked it against the wall. It's gone over to the other wall, and then they've just knocked it in for a goal. And I'm like, that's standard. I've had starts to a game where I've boosted towards the ball, flung my car around so it bounces off the wall and then comes down towards the goal, bounces down and where someone's jumped over to try and knock it to the right, it's gone underneath them and into the goal. And that's in one move in eight seconds. And there are there are people just with uh, just so much shit online where it's just very egotistical and it's almost like it makes you compare... You should make your, your own highlight videos no, and show them how no, great you are. No, never going to do that. <laughs> but, um, but all in all, other than that, other than the unhealthy level of pride people have in their goals... Um, it's been it's been really fun. I I just really like it. I it's, like how when you're in matches now you can make the cars dance. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't in it originally. Um, I do one thing I don't like in the game now is that they keep adding more and more songs to it, and I want to hear the proper Rocket League theme tune. It never plays it now. You have to keep clicking R three until eventually you magically find the Rocket League theme instead of some weird dance song. Ah, <laughs> there is a lot of uh, EDM, isn't there? Yeah, you ever played the basketball mode on it? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, I'm not good. as much a fan of the hockey bas- mode. Hockey mode's fine. I like yeah. hockey mode, especially when you get on top of the puck and you boost to spin yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. Um, but uh, but I just I'm I'm traditionalist. I love the football <laughs> mode. Football mode is incredible. Competitive is like if you play competitive and no one quits, it's a lot of fun because yeah. there's definitely a higher skill level going on. Mm. But I do wish they'd put the silly maps in competitive. I think they need to basically go up to the Rocket League players who play competitive, slap them around the head and say, "This is what Rocket League is." Yeah. Because, I mean, did you ever play um, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars? Mm. Right, that game, which Rocket League's sequel to, mm. is way weirder. Like, there's maps that are like pirate ships and the goals are at the top of the pirate ship each side. So you've got like a middle square area where you're fighting and then two ramps leading up the edge yeah, to a that, top deck. Yeah, but that won't relate to competitive play. But that's, I don't care about that in competitive play. Like, what? You want it just in Rocket Labs? I want, you want it in the no, no, I want competitive play to acknowledge that the game's silly and stupid. But they won't. have because... silly and stupid in there. No, they won't. Who cares about a square arena, right? Every arena can be different. Like, when you play Overwatch, right, or any competitive, like, fight shooter-up or anything like that, no one complains that every map's different. Hmm. Like, you should have that in Rocket League. Every map should have its own unique thing going on, and it's your job to learn how to deal with that. Which is why I like the Chaos Run map in there, and people moaned about that because it's bigger and the ball bounces towards the centre. And like, well, you've got to learn how to deal with that. That's how anyway, it should be. so I like Rocket League as it is. I don't really care. I want, I want the donut. I know you. Do, I know you do, but I don't care. I want to make the donut match look like a dun, donut. Dun, dun, dun. I want it to look a donut. Dun, 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 dun. What? I don't know. I'm just doing the that shitty song we're listening to. Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. They want to use the Godzilla music. Bam, bam, bam. Don't. Bam, 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 bam. I watch the Shin Gojira. What? Shin Gojira. I watched the trailer for the new Godzilla oh, film. Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Is yeah. it Godzilla or is it Gojira? No, the name is actually coming out with over here is Shin Godzilla. Ah. Yeah. What's it coming out over there? It's Shin Godzilla. Yeah, full side. <sighs> I don't pander to your UK audience. Mm. No, um, I, I really like Rocket League. It's it's a very, very solid game. Um, I think that you're right that people don't acknowledge how silly it is because it's cars and football. 
People get way too into it. DeLorean. You can have fucking bubbles coming out the back of your car. People are way too serious about it. You can race around for tiara. People are way too serious about it, but in the same way that you can make money playing Battlefield and Call of Duty, there is a reason people are serious about it. There is a certain skill level that not everyone can obtain, and they need to be... Just to actually play Smash Brothers and insist on it being Final Destination. Like, fuck you. Have weapons everywhere. No, no, I genuinely hate that shit. Yeah. Um, I have... The problem with competitive Smash Brothers mode... In any any competitive Smash Bros. match, sorry, is the fact that they don't ever use random stages. Yeah, they should. Why not? Why are they not Show using your random skill. stages? Show the your only thing that I would exclude skill. are the smaller stages for the, the eight man battles. Yeah, yeah. Although I did like On It Town in GameCube one, where you have like the four players, eight players on On It Town. You know the one that's literally just like barely a screen tool. Oh yes, yeah, the two, two buildings, buildings and then the yeah, 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 that's yeah. mental. That's the the Earthbound stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, friggin' I love Smash Brothers. Yeah, so do I. So yeah, Rocket League, it gets a solid uh, Matthew McConaughey. You haven't bought the Batmobile car, have you? Not yet. I wouldn't bother. The DeLorean is fun, though. But it's just it, that's that's the problem. I don't look at my car when you jump and fly through the air. The wheels tuck under. See, I don't I don't look at my car much. I I more look at the ball. Mm. I drive. I use like, the van most of the time. I like the van. See, I use the the flat buggies. Yeah, because it's more like a paddle with a van. It's a smaller surface area for you to hit, and it's harder yeah. to. I think your one's got the Chaos Run DLC cars included. I'm pretty sure you've got because I remember, if I remember rightly, when they released it on um, Xbox One, because it was a little bit later than yeah, PC and PS4, I think they like... included Chaos Run as part of the thing. Yeah. Because you have the cars that look like Mad Max cars. I do. Yeah. I, do. I don't have them. I never ah. brought them. I just bought the DeLorean and the Batmobile because I'm a sucker. Ah. You're a sucker yeah. for some DLC. Yeah. Delk. I wish they did the Gotham stage. <laughs> They did a map. They did a trailer for the Batmobile, and it was a Gotham-based arena, ah. and it was like the Rocket League stage with Gotham Knights thing on it and the city all around it. Nice. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. But they didn't do it. Cunts. Bastards. Anyway, um, that's my final review. That uh, is the conclusion of Chris Apocalypse episode 49. Sure. Is it 49? Yeah. 48? It's 49. Yeah. I got it right. 49. Mm, it's been lovely. Oh. We did a stream last time. Did you do a stream tonight? No. Okay. All right. So that is the conclusion of episode 10 o'clock 49. I need to have my dinner. It was super fun I'm talking old. to you, as always. And you've been a lovely co-host. Well, I've been a lovely host. You've been the guest. Learn your place. I'm the guest every week. Yeah. It's because, you know, <laughs> alcoholism is its own job and its own reward. Yeah. When this, when we get brought up by the big companies, this is going to be called Anthony Smith's Crit Apocalypse. No, it's not, because I came up with a name. So I think I did, actually. No, I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was me. No, it was 100% me. Sure. You know it was me, you son of a bitch. Sure it was me. No, you can't take my... That's the one thing I'm good at, it's marketing. You can't have this. Oh my God, I'm so alone. Anyway, it's been fantastic. As always, if you like what we're doing, I am Matt at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter. And you are Ant at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. You can also find Ant at Mellow Gaming. That's about it, really. Yeah. Your website up? No, it's, it's up, but I don't. Mm. I've stopped paying for the thing on that. I've written a review on that since March. How many years was that open? Five years almost. Wow. Mm. Should go back and do it. Fuck it. All right. I love you guys. Have a great week. Just if you need anything, just give us a tweet. You know, if you, want yeah, to talk. If you need money, Matt will get you some money. Yeah. Yeah. What do you need in? Lewd snaps. Well, yeah, I can give you those free. It yeah. doesn't cost me anything. Give them a dick out. Yeah. 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 Just ask them on Twitter. Yep. Go on, ducks. Matt Leaks Nudes. Yeah. Bye.
And also pus. Bye. 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 Bye.